Hello, welcome to Autism in Color. I'm your host, LaBecky Rowe, and my co-host, Siobhan Robinson, could not be here today. But we have the wonderful Alvina Johnson board member standing in. And today we are interviewing Renita Saltibus about her daughter, Nia Meyer, who's 19 years old and on the autism spectrum. Hello, ladies. Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So today, Renita, we're happy to have you here and to, to get this interview because I must say that you have a girl child and this is our first interview yeah. with a parent who has a girl child. So tell us about her diagnosis. How old was she when she was diagnosed? She was in first going into the second grade. Um, there was a lot of ramping up to this. There was a, we, we honestly just didn't know what was going on. I thought it was ADHD. Then I thought, okay, is it dys- dyslexia? Um, we honestly, even her educators did not know what it was until finally uh, the school system suggested having her um, tested by the school psychologist um, one August uh, eve- evening. It was a, a long day, a long testing day. And that's when the diagnosis came. What were some indications for you that something was amiss? When we would do homework with her, she had a tendency to just kind of stare off into space and not get it or not be able to uh, articulate her answer or her thoughts. And why that's what made me think of ADHD. But then uh, on the dyslexic side, she was writing her um, her letters backwards. So I said, okay, is it dyslexia? I was informed that uh, Montgomery County Schools in Maryland does not recognize dyslexia as a disability. Disability. But I said, something's not right. Um, I'm not saying that she was not loving or, you know, a child, but there was there was a disconnect somewhere and I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint it. Right. So those were. Yeah, no, those those two things um, that I noticed. And she also had, you know, what and I didn't know that that what I'm about to explain, I did not know that's what these were then, but I know what they are now. She had this, she, she would stim a lot, stimmy or stim. I'm not sure um, where she would um, take fabric that she thought felt nice. And she would continuously just manipulate it in her hands. And it, it, it was very, it was very distinct how she did it, but I didn't recognize that, that, that's what it was. I didn't even know that's what it was then. Um, so those three things, um, and, and quite honestly, my frustration with the school system not being able to tell me what's going on. Why is she not like picking up or what's going on? Uh, those things combined with that um, kind of guided us to uh, the, the the interview or the testing uh, with the school psychologist. Okay. Alvin, you have a question? Yes. Yeah, so you said the teachers 
if she was in enrolled in school and the teachers were teaching her and she was, you know, you said you were doing homework with her, did it, they didn't notice anything. I see you said you had, they had problems when you were, you brought it to them. So what was their stance when you actually said, Hey, something is wrong and they decided to do the testing. At first uh, their response was, Oh, <laughs> some, some kids are like this. Um, she, it's okay. She'll pick it up. Then it kind of turned to, so our family is Jamaican. Her caregiver before she entered school was my great aunt. Very, very, very thick accent. Mm -hmm. Then they kind of turned and said, oh, maybe it's an Esau thing. And I said, well, English is not her second language. English is her primary language. It's her only language. It it, it wasn't, I'm going to be very honest. It wasn't until I started and uh, ladies, please um, have grace with me. I'm not, I'm trying to word this in a way that's not uh, offensive. It wasn't until I got angry and they started taking her case seriously. Um, it wasn't until I started saying, I'm going to bring legal in. I, I literally threatened them many of times with bringing legal in to handle her case. That they were like, oh, wait, oh, no, no, wait, let's do this testing. Oh, no, wait, let's do this. That's when they started uh, taking her case seriously, our case seriously. Okay, I want to go back to behaviors. You, you yes. stated that she would play with fabric. She would rub fabric, mm -hmm. just rub it. Mm -hmm. um, were there mm -hmm. any other behaviors that you may have noticed now looking back? So, okay, so here's here's the uh, where we get into the very di the, the differences, right, of how it presents, uh, how autism presents with girls and boys. So with boys, they're very uh, standalone. They don't want to be, you know, the, 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 there's the uh, not looking you in your eyes. They don't want to be uh, touched. You know, they're just very rigid, solitude in their ways and very rigid. Yes. Um, how it presents in girls is no, not at all. And 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 maybe I faulted the teachers a bit because it was like you should have picked up on this. But she she's very loving. She's very. Um, I had to teach her social norms because she would run up to her classmates that you know she just became friends with and like hug them and pick them up. And her classmates are like, whoa, no, that's okay. That's you know society doesn't like that. You know, keep your hands to yourself. Um, apart, she she does, and she still does. She won't look you in the eye, um, a lot, it, and especially if you're outside of the the family fold, where there's, I guess, that comfort level. But outside of, um, she really doesn't, um, especially if it's an intense situation, um. But those were the only things I noticed. So when, you know, and I'm saying I barked back at them, I didn't. When they brought autism up, I was like, no, they're very, you know, rigid. They don't want to be touched. They don't. Nehemiah is not that. She's very loving. She hugs. She's very um, empathetic. It, it, it presents very differently in girls. And that's why girls are misdiagnosed. A lot of times because, you know, uh, I, I think professionals, when they're, they're, they're looking to diagnose girls, they're looking for, for uh, 
the schemas that boys fall under and it's not true for girls not at all okay as we know autism presents differently in every individual that's why we say when Mm -hmm. you meet one person with autism you've met one person with autism true and i see that that has been the case with your daughter Mm -hmm. so upon getting the diagnosis of autism what did you do after that i researched okay um it's funny because uh, a few of my family members thought i would be um that I wouldn't accept it or be angry towards it. And I said, no, I need to know what it is so I can fight for her. So I researched and I looked and I read and I gathered all the information I could um, because we were in a fight. We were in a fight uh, to get her through school and to get her what she needs and to make sure she's excelling um, in a way that she can and that she's being taught in the way that she understands um, teaching. So, um, yeah, a lot of research. The, the diagnosis that you received, did it come from the school or did you get an outside diagnosis as well? Hmm. No. So I was um, advised not to get outside uh, an outside diagnosis because it would stop. <laughs> it would hinder the school system from doing what they would need to do um, and giving her what she would need. So I did not get outside diagnosis uh, for her. I got it through the school and the school psychologist through the testing that day in August. Sorry. What, what services did you receive upon getting the diagnosis outside Mm -hmm. and inside of school? Outside, none, uh, because I, 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 while she was in school, I, um, I made, for lack of a better term, I made the school schools uh, give her what she was entitled to. Um, so, outside, nothing. Inside, she received um, speech therapy. Um, she received. And, and it wasn't a word for this or, you know, an official title, but like um, socializing. She did socializing amongst her peers, like during lunch hour to, you know, kind of like an etiquette school. Right. Where she learned what was socially acceptable, but she she did it in the comfort of her peers. Um, she received, you know, the many the various options that Montgomery County has to offer for students on the spectrum. She received all that I felt was applicable to her um, to her case, because, you know, as you know, the spectrum is a spectrum. Right. So it ranges. Um, So what they have to offer ranges. Um, So what I felt that she needed, she received, um, for instance, at one time they uh, had her in like a, um, a reading comprehension type uh class and I stopped it. Um, reason being, they said, well, she doesn't understand X, Y, and Z. And I said, well, that's a lie. She reads, you know, <laughs> she reads the, the, um, the Bible word for word, understands what it's talking about and can make inferences and go so on and so forth. Whereas sometimes I get lost in my Bible. Um, so that like, that was one, um, 
service that I stopped because I did not feel like it applied to her. Um, so yes, long story short, um, I everything I felt she needed, she received. So the support, so the support that you're talking about, they, you got the support from the school system, which got the diagnosis. Did you, um, and I'm just clarifying, just restating what you said, you did not receive any other support outside of what the school school system um, gave you. Correct. Are you speaking now, now? Let me clarify for myself. Are you speaking as far as like medically outside, like her pediatrician or? No, 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 no. Just the support in, in her matriculation through all of the grades until she graduated, mm-hmm. the support from, I guess, Montgomery County school system mm-hmm. um, as for what you needed for her to be successful in mm-hmm. her um, rearing um, while she was in school. It was, yes, through Montgomery County uh, Public Schools. I also, and I'm, I'm trying to be very conspicuous in how I say this. I also had a, um, I also had a, a person who knew me as a child in that school uh-huh. who at times of frustration or at times, where I, especially in the beginning where I just did not know the lay of the land. Um, she, uh, she guided me. She guided me. She was your advocate. No, no. Oh, she just no. guided you. Oh, okay. She guided me in a way that they did not know she was guiding me. Oh, well, she, very good. She enabled you to advocate for your daughter. That's what she did. Right. right? That's what she did. She would, you know, we would have a meeting and she would say, this is what you're going to say. They're going to say this, and this is how you respond. Um, any questions I had, I'm, even to this day, I go to her. Any questions that I had, had um, any feeling, anything, she she told me how, at the very beginning, once I took off, after she left, Nehemiah left elementary school, I kind of took off and had that um, uh, that confidence to be able to advocate for her without anybody else. But in the elementary setting, she, uh, this person was, was it without them, the school system knowing that uh, she was helping me along the way? Okay, so she was instrumental in in helping you to get the services that you needed throughout throughout the school system. Yes. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Outside of the school system, why was it that you did not uh, get services like PT and OT and speech outside of the school system? She didn't need physical therapy. Um, I felt with the speech therapy, she did have speech therapy. Oh, I'm sorry. That's one thing I did notice very young when she was very young before school. She was not talking. But then when she started talking, she picked up on words that were beyond what she should have been saying at the time. So she did have that for about a year and she has, um, what they, you know, say is an oral fixation. She would, I, I kind of worked her out of that, but she would chew on everything. Why I didn't is because, and I'm a, a kind of circle and tag it back to the school system. Um, I, outside of the school system, I work with my daughter a lot. I'm on her a lot. Um, and not in a, an abrasive or rough way, but, um, 
Okay. I can say it this way. I, you all will get it. When she started high school, she was in the autism program from Montgomery County School. She started high school. And when we went for her first IEP meeting um, freshman year, uh, right at the beginning of freshman year, they said, okay, our students, those on the spectrum, our students have six years to graduate. We give them that time. That's, that's there for them. And I said, no, absolutely not. Um, you know, the real world, quote unquote, the real world, they give you X, Y, and Z. You're, you're to finish in this allotted time. No excuses. No, you know, and that's what I'm preparing her for. And I told them, I said, she will, um, she will graduate in four years like any other student. Um, and we will get through this. So me not searching for, looking for, asking for um, guidance outside of the school, it was a combination of that and me saying, I got her on the outside. I got her on the outside. I just needed to have the, the, the scaffolds in the school system to help her through the school system. And I'm not in the school system, so that's what I, for lack of a better term, use them for. Um, yeah. Okay, we're going to take a pause. We're going to come back. Hi, this is LaBecky of Autism in Color. If you are listening to us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, or Google, we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at autismincolorinfo at gmail.com. That's autismincolorinfo at gmail.com. We want to hear your feedback, your thoughts on our shows. If you would like to be on our show, to do a commercial on our show, drop us a line at autismincolorinfo at gmail.com. That's autismincolorinfo at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you because we are keeping autism on the table and in the conversation. This segment is being brought to you by Let's Talk About It, the Autism Center, Inc., serving young adults with ASD ages 17 through 40 and their caregivers since 2018. Check out our website to get to know more about us and find out about our upcoming events. Find us at letstalkaboutitthautismcenter.org. Email us at letstalk1922 at gmail.com or call us at 704 704- Eight three five three six zero five. Let's talk about it. The Autism Center, where we're keeping autism on the table and in the conversation. We look forward to hearing from you. This is Lebecky Rowe with Autism in Color. We're back with Renita Saltibus and Alvina Johnson. So, Renita, we mm-hmm. ended with you talking about Nehemiah in high school. So, I want to mm-hmm. ask you. Did Nehemiah graduate and did she graduate with a high school diploma or a certificate? Hmm. Awesome question. So um, uh, her, her, her freshman year was, yeah. And I, and, and I don't, I, I don't knock that for being um, because of the spectrum. I feel like that's just a transition for all students. So I, I you know, kind of took that with a grain of salt. Um, But she did awesomely. She did awesomely. Um, The school that the program is housed in, uh, it's um, all advanced and gifted uh, classes. She she didn't even have a choice. So it's like she had to uh, woman up 
and 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 go for it. Um, she had no other choice. Um, she did uh, graduate with a high school diploma um, because I made that known at the start of this journey. She's not getting a certificate. She's not, you know, or whatever. Uh, oh, you passed. It is. We are going for a high school diploma. She did graduate with a high school diploma. Uh, she graduated with a 3.22 um, GPA. Um, again, all advanced classes. She did awesomely. Awesomely. She kicked great. butt. It's great. Great, great, great. Thank you. Thank you. So um, what, what uh, talents or activities uh, Nehemiah is involved in while she was in high school and then um, also currently now? Unfortunately, she was not in a lot of activities in high school um, just because of our day and the fact, you know, she was going to a school outside of her district. It was it was just a lot. And they didn't offer, you know, like activity buses, of course, to our area because she was outside of her district. Mm -hmm. um, so she didn't participate in a lot of things in school, if any. Um but Nehemiah has a very like uncanny talent for knowing. So when Nehemiah is interested in anything, she knows everything about it. For instance, uh, when she was in elementary school, I have no idea where this, came, this interest came from, but she was very interested in bats. So she knew everything about every bat that occupies the world. Like kind of, um, gosh, and I, I ugh. P please forgive me, but understand where I'm coming from when I say this. Kind of like a Rain Man type of um, mm -hmm. knowledge. Mm -hmm. And she would just rattle it off. And I'm like, where did you get that from? And she would be so accurate and so on point and still is. B but it's only two things that she takes an interest in. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like amazing to see. It's like, Wow. It's awesome. It's unfathomable, really. It's crazy. We ask you that question because we know those who are on the autism spectrum have a talent. And whatever that talent is, they are totally interested in it. Mm -hmm. And they know everything about it. Mm -hmm. And I am taken aback that she took an interest in insects because a bat is, well, that's not so much an insect. But it's an animal, right? Yeah. So she took mm -hmm. interest in in the bat, and we we mm -hmm. may ne never know why, but I like that. Yeah, and, and it's just not the bat. Um, th that was like the beginning where I was like, oh. And when she just started rattling off all these facts that you know, every day people are like, we don't know, we know they're there, right? And she'd be right. It's just on point. She does it with, yes, everything she takes an interest in, she dives right in and she knows everything. Her current interest right now um, has, is anything to do with criminology okay, um, and the criminal mind. Um, she knows everything. I don't know why, but she knows everything about Jeffrey Dahmer and uh, the other one. What was the other one? They, he was charismatic. Nice looking. He broke out of jail like several times. I forgot his name. Um, uh, Charles Manson. No, no, no. Um, oh my gosh. 
Oh, but she knows okay. about Charles Manson too. But it was some. He, there's a movie about him on Netflix. Bundy, Bundy. Oh, I was gonna say Ted, Ted Bundy. Ted, Ted yeah. Bundy. Yes, yes. Everything. Yes. Everything. Um, I love it. So that's her latest thing now is criminology. So thing, and I and my degrees are in criminology. So she tells me things all the time. But I'm like, really? I, I again, <laughs> I have a master's. I didn't even know that. But okay. But she's on it. Um. So yeah, anything she has a genuine interest in she knows things that like the common everyday men would not even think to know okay Who, who's your support system um my family um my mother definitely my mother definitely gosh definitely um um just even outside of nehemiah when i was finishing school and i needed someone you know, watch the girls. My mother was there, so it's my mother, my family, my my side of the family, definitely, and yeah, her her father's side, they're there as well. But my family. I thought you said, does she have a sibling? I heard somewhere in there she does. She okay. does. Mm-hmm. Trinity, um, Trinity. When Nehemiah was younger, I called Trinity my translator because Nehemiah. I've gotten her to slow down now. She tends to talk really fast. Remember the the character in Cosby Show? The, uh, one of Vanessa's friends, she would come in and just rattle off and they would all look at her like, gosh, you're, you talk fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Nehemiah would talk fast, but it would be really jumbled. So I couldn't at times decipher what she was saying. But her sister knew. Her sister, um, she, well, she said this and this and mommy, she didn't like this. Okay. Um, now she's slowed down because I through speech therapy and you know, the years I've gotten her to slow down. Nehemiah, you need to slow down, enunciate so people can understand you. So um, n- not so much anymore right now. They're doing the regular sibling thing, sister sibling thing. Um, but they are they are for each other. Okay. That was my next question. How is their relationship? Who's yeah, older? Um, Nehemiah is older. Okay. Um, um, sometimes, sometimes Trinity takes the reins, uh, but it, it's a very, it, it's, it's good dynamics between them. Yes, they still do the sister arguing thing, but they're still very close, very close. And I love it. Does Nehemiah speak in, I'm sorry. I'm no, go ahead. Does Nehemiah speak in a monotone voice? <sighs> so that's, how do I answer that? Um, yes. With us. But then she has this voice um, when she's speaking to those outside of the family that's kind of babyish, and I don't like it. And I don't know why. And it's not like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a higher pitched, kind of like she's reverted back to being a very young child that she's speaking in. And it, it's. It, it may be because. It's, it's, Go ahead. It may be because she may be a little uncomfortable and sometimes you have individual autism. They don't always, they don't interact with everyone the same. And so Mm -hmm. it could be a part of her, I want to say, behavior. Mm -hmm. I can agree with that with some people. But uh, for instance, she was uh, invited to a party with her best friend. Her best friend, after they left uh, middle school, her best friend's parents sent her off to a boarding school. Her best friend is on the spectrum as well. 
And when she, um, I was, I, we were driving there and I said, okay, her best friend called her. I said, tell her we'll be there in three minutes. We're on our way. We'll be there in three minutes. Let's stop talking like that. But then when we get there, she's like, hi, Ariel. Just her very regular voice. So I don't, I, I, I can't, I don't know if it's, it's a comfort level. I don't, I don't know because she's very comfortable with Ariel. I don't know. And it's very random when she does it. It could be sensory. It could be simulation overload. True. All those things play play a part when it comes to Mm -hmm. our persons who are on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask, you answered the question. I was going to ask, you know, did you notice um, if she's different with other people? So you explained it beautifully with her being with her best friend and how she switches back and forth. So it could be like you guys said, it could be sensory um, a stimulation that she's having that causes her to talk regularly with her family members and people she's close with and then maybe change up different times. So mm-hmm. maybe talk about somebody when she's meeting someone for the first time. How is that interaction? You said she's loving earlier. You said that she's a loving, uh, you know, caring person uh, mm-hmm. with her classmates that she was. Is she still continuing that same um, vein or how does she interact with people like meeting someone for the first time or whatever? Um, yeah, it's still there. Um, she knows not to, to hug on them, but she's still standoffish. Um, and that she'll speak when spoken to, but she's not um, volunteering anything outside of um, like if we meet someone, Nima, this is so and so, say hi. She'll she'll speak and she'll hi, how are you? But unless uh, and she'll you know stand there, right? But unless she's uh, spoken to directly, she won't she won't chime in. What's next for Nehemiah? That's an awesome question. So she had applied to and gotten into college. Then COVID happened. And even though, uh, you know, the last part of her senior year, she did well. Virtually, she didn't like it. And Nehemiah is a kinesthetic learner. She she needs to be hands-on. She needs to be in there. She needs to, that interaction within a classroom. Not for her to do well, because again, she did well virtually. But she, for her, uh, she thrives in that environment. So COVID happened and, you know, everything shut down. I said, well, I'm not going to, you know, spend money and you're not doing it. And then more recently, I said, well, how about we do this? How about we work the system? You take computer courses and get certificates to at least get, you know, be able to get entry level jobs and make good money because, you know, IT is always needed. Um, and we'll do it that way. So she is doing, taking courses online as far as, you know, being able to read and the, the interaction. That That's what, that's where she's going now. Some days she doesn't like it. Some days she's all for it. But that's where we are now. Okay. Okay. Do you have any funny stories you want to share with us about Nehemiah? Nehemiah is always funny. You know, and I know um, <laughs> you all have stories like this. So there was one story. And if my sister is listening, I'm sorry, but you didn't notice because you had just had a baby. So we go. My sister had just had a baby. 
<laughs> and we go to see her and the baby and the child's father answered the door and you know they have no filters just yeah. whatever they're thinking it comes out and it is what it is right so he opens the door I mean at this point I never met my sister's uh, uh, significant other at the time and Nehemiah goes that's him he's ugly like very flat out very and I was like oh gosh I was so embarrassed but it was hysterical and she does she does a lot of that all the time where it's just and she's not being like I watch Big Bang a lot and I, I look at Sheldon's character and I'm like gosh that's Nehemiah it, it really is and it's hysterical so and very honestly I love it I love it and I love it because I feel like you know people shouldn't have to filter themselves uh for the world it's very disingenuous to me um and she just she's just who she is and it's very take it or leave it and it's funny and it is what it is and I love it I love it Benita we want to thank you for being here today and sharing your, your journey with Nehemiah. We at Autism in Color wish you all the best. And thank you for this opportunity. And continue to be the biggest advocate for your daughter. Because God chose you to be her parent. Remember that. Thank you. Thank you. And it was awesome being here. This is your autism moment on Autism in Color. Ready whenever you are. Okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Diana and this is my autism moment. Um, what's special about my bond with my son Jordan is it's just always been the two of us. We are partners in crime. I tell him that um, it's me and him against the world, and it, it truly is. He takes care of me. Um, I take care of him. Um, he just makes me so happy. You know, I can have the worst day, and just to see his face and, and see that smile, it just makes everything so much better. He's the sweetest, most amazing young boy um, any mother could ever ask for. And I love him, and I'm thankful for him. This has been the Autism Moment on Autism in Color. Hi, this is LaBecky of Autism in Color. If you are listening to us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, or Google, we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at autismincolorinfo at gmail.com. That's autismincolorinfo at gmail.com. We want to hear your feedback, your thoughts on our shows. If you would like to be on our show, to do a commercial on our show, drop us a line at autismincolorinfo at gmail.com. That's autismincolorinfo at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you because we are keeping autism on the table and in the conversation.